Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Welcome to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking at service. With the hospitality industry reopen, but also suffering from staff shortages, how do you make sure that you can deliver the optimal experience to your guests? Well, we're going to be speaking today to Jana Usher, who has 25 years of experience in the hospitality industry, having worked with brand names including Hilton, Intercontinental, Four Seasons, Fig and Olive, just to name a few, and she's fluent in four languages. Originally from Berlin, she's going to give us our, her insights into how to best manage and support your team. Through Jana Divine in Hospitality, which is a premium global training and coaching provider that specializes in serving the hospitality industry to equip and inspire excellent hospitality teams to be able to deliver exceptionally healthy and ready to give guests the superior experience they deserve. So Jana, it's absolutely lovely to have you today. You're all the way over from the other side of the Atlantic. I am. Hi, it's so amazing to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. So how have things been? When we talked a couple of months ago, things are now really hotting up. And um, what are you seeing as sort of the key challenges facing the hospitality industry right now? So, yes, I totally agree that things are much, much better than just a few months ago because people are really getting ready, wanting to go back to work and wanting to jump in back into the pool. But challenges still are, you know, not having enough staff, not finding the right staff, um, staff having, you know, right now more of a variety of a job you know, finding a job or like picking a job than ever. It's almost like the buffet of jobs is opened. And therefore, you know, employers have a little bit of a challenging time really getting the people and getting the people to do what they used to do because things seem to be changing right now. And a lot of people are not wanting to give anymore so much of their time or their efforts for the same pay or the same position or the same title or the whatever. And so that seems to be a challenge. And I think in general, just getting staff in general seems to be still a challenge for people. Oh, my God. Yes, it does. I mean, I've been reading some of the headlines recently. So, you know, the UK has consistently struggled uh, with a high level of vacancies in the hospitality sector. Um, there's news that Italy has shortages of around 10 percent. Germany, one in six workers have left the sector. And it's yeah. understood that a third, one third of former hospitality workers won't actually return to the sector in the USA. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's a massive issue. I mean, it is. What, what do you think hoteliers should be looking at and hospitality providers should be looking at when it first comes to getting um, solving the crisis of the skill shortage? It's, you know, it's such a difficult topic because you on one side, you you need to hire ASAP people because you got to keep a business open. You got to keep it moving. But on the same way, you don't just want to hire anybody that fundamentally is not going to fit your team that is going to destroy and disturb the spirit that you have maybe built for years because a lot of restaurant and hotel owners have a reputation within the team. You know, our boss is always friendly. Our boss always pays us on time. He's always, you know, encouraging. He's always respectful. And to build a reputation like that takes a lot of time and energy for somebody. And now you 
don't just want to bring somebody in that really doesn't even appreciate all of those wonderful things, but it's just there for a paycheck or they're getting forced to go back to work or, you know, certain things. So it's literally like it's such a fine line of, you know, you got to be really business savvy at the moment and you got to think really business. But in the same talking, you really got to maintain your what is my heart really telling me? What is my human the logical brain mind telling me to do like what makes sense and a lot of people they decided to rather than close instead of hiring people that fundamentally will not represent what they used to stand for you know excellent service excellent guest service excellent food excellent you know ambiance excellent you know attention to their guests and and having a healthy functioning work environment so they decided to rather close instead of how do you say that um go below what they used to offer or what they mm-hmm. used to mm-hmm. yeah. be you know yeah no i mean it's 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 going to be a challenging one as you say with so many people and skilled people trained people leaving the sector i mean as soon as the lockdowns happened you know there was a need for a lot of these people to find um alternative forms of earning money because most of them were in either short-term contracts or contracts that could be cancelled at a moment's notice and you certainly see a lot of people having turned to you know maybe um the, the the more regular income around sort of courier deliveries in particular that gives more regular hours and you're particularly your own boss you're in control of 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 what you do and obviously we've seen um such a diversification or people have realized they can diversify into different fields rather than being one one particular sector their entire life so i mean as you say you know you've got a whole new um whole new set of staff that's probably joining um obviously there's that need to train these people to develop the skills but it goes much deeper than that as sort of what you said is about having um that um that standard but then that standard also has to be lived and breathed uh, by all the staff what's the best way of sort of initiating that and, and and where should a hospitality leader start when they're trying to really understand their hotel their, their hospitality business and what they're trying to actually do with that to find the right talent yeah great question um it starts at the top it starts with the owner the manager the investor whoever decided this is going to be my place i will be paying the rent or mortgage for this place i will be opening these doors and this place is going to be named a b and c that person it starts with that person and really it triggers down to the dishwasher because if you know if the person who owns or runs or manages or invests in this place in this hospitality establishment if their attitude is not really that i'm doing this for a b and c purpose i'm doing this because I'm either taking over this was my grandpa's or this was my mom's or this was my you know this was in my blood this was my passion I dreamed about doing this if this is not a real you know solid reason like that it's difficult to translate that to your team because you see you cannot expect anything from anyone if you yourself are not doing what the expectation actually is because that's ridiculous it's kind of like <laughs> you know you you cannot be like okay i want you to sell this bottle of wine today but you yourself you have absolutely no idea what this bottle is is it red is it white where is it from what region is it vintage what year 
you have no idea what it is, but you're expecting somebody to sell this bottle of wine for you. And so it's, it's the same in any category, owning a restaurant, owning a hotel, owning casino, resort, anything really, because it, it has to start up here. And then you have to go about really finding the people that have the same mentality of wanting to make this business successful, because again, in their blood is something that tells them, I love this hospitality. I, I love this environment of fast paced and multitasking and craziness and hectic. And, you know, and if people really just come in to do this for a paycheck, which there's plenty of people to do, and it's totally fine that people do that. But the mentality is just very different. And so, you know, you, you, you want to see why, what is the beginning? Why do we have this place? What was the story behind this whole thing? Yeah. And so it's then I feel a little bit easier to then go out and be like, you know what? If I had the passion, if I had the drive, if I had the love to, there's a hundred other people that will have this. Maybe all, not, maybe not all of those hundred will work for me, but by maintaining your standards, maintaining your drivenness, maintaining your faith, your belief, your whatever inside of you, you will translate that talking to people. It's going to come automatically. You really have not a whole lot to do for that. Is it challenging? Absolutely. But it's just as challenging to be a dentist and have a dentist office, <laughs> you know, or a yoga studio. It, 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 it's just as challenging to 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 do anything really that doesn't require you clocking in and out every day. And as you say, you know, it starts with that vision. Um, what are you trying to achieve? Uh, what is the mission of the business? What what experience do you want to be giving that guest? What do you want to be le them leaving away with? That is a guest-centric business. And then on top of that, you need to be making sure you've got the right values and how you communicate those values and how your staff connect with those values. But then, as you say, you know, when you're looking at a certain level of success for the business, if you're looking for a certain level of quality, it's it's about making sure that they have the pay that represents that, that recognizes the investment that these individuals are making. Because nowadays, people are making an investment into a business when they're working sure. for you. Because there are so many other companies. There are Absolutely. so many other sectors. There's so many other jobs out there. that It's, it's about like, if you want a long-term employee that's going to continually perform for you, making sure they really um, understand what you're trying to deliver and what role they can play is absolutely essential. And across crosses, I would say any business, but particularly in hospitality, they're on the front line. They're the ones talking to your guests. They're the ones representing your brand. And they need to have more enthusiasm than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's essential. It's really essential because it's okay. So hospitality to me, the way I run my approachingness of wanting to help anybody who is looking for help is if there's two parts. So one part is to get the staff to really understand and grasp that it's really a privilege to do be in a beautiful environment like that there's beautiful restaurants there's beautiful hotels and beautiful views and beautiful cities and beautiful countries this is a privilege for you to work in a beautiful setting like this when you come to work and you see beautiful china and you have a beautiful view of the golf course or the ocean it's listen this is a privilege not everybody gets to work in a place like that so people really need to wheel it back and understand like wow i am 
pretty blessed. It's pretty cool to work in a place like this. Yeah. And so then also treating the tools at work like there will be your own, you know, like being respectful towards the glasses. Don't just break glasses. Oops, it happened. No, be careful. Don't just throw by accident little espresso spoons away or, or trays or, you know, like you need to treat the given tools for you with respect, you know, and same with the guests. Obviously, your guests are your bread and butter. You know, there's there's no way nobody nobody needs nobody's going to care if your cat died or if you have a bad day. Nobody's going to care because when guests enter these establishment, they want to be, uh, uh, you know, they want to get attention. They want to be serviced correctly. They want to get what they want at the same time. They don't want to wait and they don't want to be bothered with anything other than, you know, getting what they're actually expecting what they paid for and actually leaders business leaders managers need to be aware of that if someone's going come in and they've gone through a bad experience at home they had a bad night they've had issues with the family their kids as you say the cat may have died their well-being might be pretty low and therefore you need to make sure you can support them have the respect for them because if they are having to put on a whole face to the world which you are expecting them to do you've got to have that transparency that openness surely within team mm -hmm. to understand okay well maybe it's not for you to be up front today we'll put you in a different position just so that we can make sure that you are comfortable you feel safe and that you can be productive in your job um whereas uh, if you continually put them in positions where they're not comfortable because of their personal well-being, you're not going to get the performance. You're probably also going to start to build um, that level of resent within that employee. Mm -hmm. Which that part is going to be very challenging because everybody needs to be aware if I'm applying to be a hostess at a restaurant, I will have to understand my job is going to be, I'm going to be at the front line every single day. I'm going to be the face of the restaurant. So if my cats happen to die... I don't know if every manager will be accommodating or even if the business would allow to accommodate. That part is going to be challenging. However, I do fully agree with you where managers having to pick up on those human nature cues and be like, hey, you look a little down today. Is everything okay? No, you know what? My cat died today. You know what, honey? I'm so sorry. Can we pull through and get business done? And once our lunch service is open or over, go and have a cup of coffee or go home earlier. But help me to do our business while you were hired. <laughs> and I will help you to maybe get either out earlier today or I'm going to give you an extra half hour to go brush your face off, put a little makeup on, take a good little breather, smoke a cigarette if you're a smoker to calm down or go have a five-minute yoga session in your car or whatever. Now that I can see how managers should and could step up a little bit more and be a little bit more like, I understand. I might not have a cat and I don't understand what this feels, but I don't need you to feel this way because fundamentally your energy will, just like you said, transpire onto our guests. And then that will transpire on our business. And then that will transpire on our reputation. So yes, those are the things that right now if ever are so much more people are starting to be so much more aware that hey wait a minute there's a little bit more to my name tag other than it says manager no you actually have a responsibility carrying a name tag like that because you are a leader you are the 
you know, the lion that protects their little whatevers and your, your little baby lions are, is your staff. But you as the staff have the responsibility to protect your, your dad when something comes up. No, we stand behind our manager. You know, we, we do what we are expected. If my manager asks me to go polish 100 glasses, I'm going to go and polish 100 glasses with no attitude. Now, I mean, one of the tasks that I sent you for this uh, interview, um, because I did mention that we do a lot around technology, and mm -hmm. I'm particularly interested to know your take on what new technology is enabling better service and uh, how hospitality can address the use of technology with the staff and guests. Mm. Yeah, there is a lot of amazing technology. You know, there, it, it even goes so far that people now can literally over an app on their phone do a bunch of stuff in the hotel room. They don't even need to call anybody, room servers or, or, or maintenance or anything. And I think it's amazing that we are evolving. And I think it's amazing that now it's it could be so simple. You're just scanning the menu with, you know, your camera. But I'm old school. Okay, and that's just for me. Not everybody has to have the same opinion, and I absolutely respect and value everybody's opinion, and I think it's amazing that technology is growing. But listen, if I'm in a restaurant and I sit somewhere, I love to have the menu in my hands to the, for the waiter to come to me old school, give me the menu with a beautiful smile, greet me at my table, say hello to me, have a few words, walk me in a sense through your menu. Have you ever been here before? All of those is falling apart. You scanning. Hi, the menu's on our, uh, on the, uh, you know, just scan our menu. Where's the hello? Where's the greeting? Where's the small talk? Where's the building trust between servers and guests? All of that seems to be falling away. And that's really what hospitality to me is about is the connection, is the building, is the trust, is the respect, is the, Who's, you know, back in the days when I used to be a waiter, we never worked with menus. We walked up to the table. What menu? I'm going to tell you tonight what you will have for dinner. There's no menu in this place. I'm going to talk to you about my food in this place. And people relied on that because you described the food verbally and you made it yummy sounding because you described the sauces to the tea. You described the, the, the sides to the tea. You know, what is it sprinkled with? Truffle butter or Parmesan or this. You, you literally are talking about what you're selling. And I guess that really makes a difference between being a takeaway and actually being a restaurant. And then, as you say, sort of deciding what that level of service is going to be. I mean, <clears throat> certainly, I, I, I would agree. I'm a bit old school. I prefer someone to come to my table. I prefer mm -hmm. them to take my orders. I prefer to be able to ask about the food if I'm not sure. so sure. I want to know what these specials are because I'd sure. like to know there's some specials. Sure. Um, and I, but I'm happy with technology to make the booking, uh, maybe to do my review at the end. You know, there are certain times that it is worth doing. So absolutely get you. So the message there really is just make sure that you use technology for the right reasons. And it, it doesn't hinder, but it really helps to enhance a guest experience. Exactly. So we're coming to the end now, Jeanne. I can't believe how quickly this has gone. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> what's your three key points uh, that hospitality needs to look at to deliver a quality hospitality experience if you're going to sum up what we've just talked about? You know, I'm not just going to drill this in hospitality. I'm going to give my three points in life. 
okay, which is always the same. It's basically believe, ask, receive. So if you believe in something and you're asking it to come to you and it's meant for you to come and you believe that it will come to you, it will happen for you. And really, this is my philosophy in life, how I go about everything. This, this is how I'm raising my child. This is how I run my marriage. This is how I run my business. This is how I approach people. Like to me, if, if there's really something that you know you can make work and you stand behind your vision and your idea and you're capable of really respectfully but firm convey that to people, the expectations that you have on those people that you hire for yourself and your team, and you're believing that people will and have the same attitude towards guests and the world of hospitality, the right people and the right restaurant or hospital, you know, or hotel or anything will come to you and it's going to happen for you. So I know it's not very detailed towards hospitality, but really it's, it's a little bit bigger. Like, you know, everything has a bigger picture. Everything has a bigger you should always look stuff from the up here, like an eagle, you, you know, not, not just right here, but like stay up here and take a good look over every single thing that is really happening. And then really sit down with yourself, maybe old school again, take a piece of paper, take a pen, write the pros and the cons, you know, argue with yourself. You know, ask your heart, is this good? Is this good? What should I do? And then, you know, and then slowly with faith, with time, if you pray, if you don't, if you run, if you stand on the mountain, whatever makes you feel like you're connecting to the answer, it will come to you. Wonderful. Then that's guys, that's what you need to do. Look within yourself and take that mm. time to really think what it is you want to deliver. Uh, so how can people get in contact you, with you if they want to find out more information and engage in one of your programs? Yeah, they can reach me on my website, with the, which is Ajana Divine Hospitality. Um, or you can also just type in ZD Hospitality. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's my first and last name, Jana Usher. Uh, Jana is spelled Z-A-N-A. -A, and uh, you can contact me on LinkedIn. I'm all over Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel. You can follow me, Jana Divine Hospitality on YouTube and look me up. I have amazing educational videos on there. They're totally free. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm out there. You can find me and I'm happy to come to you. I'm, I travel all over. Brilliant. Well, Jana, thank you very much indeed for joining me today. It was lovely to finally be able to get you on this podcast and to explore um, guest servicing. And uh, guys, you know, um, go out there and um, make those teams strong and focused on really providing that guest with the ultimate experience. Yes, totally. Thank you so much, Ryan. And travel market life it is. Well, that was Jana Devine talking about um, being able to optimize and improve your uh, guest services. So if you want to find out more, please head to Travel Market Life through all the podcast portals. There's loads of new episodes there. Thanks for joining us. Ciao for now. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.